Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Kevin, and here with me is Andy. Hey, now. And that's it. We're 50% of the show today. What the hell, man? What the hell, man? What the the hell? Well, we knew Steve was going to be gone because he's in New York. Eating bagels, pizza. Eating eating bagels, pizza, Starbucks coffee. Pizza bagels. (laughs) Pizza bagels, yeah. Yeah. Stepping in poop, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure he stinks like pot, and that's only from being in New York, not that he smokes any. Right. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> is he flipping people off on the street? And Ian has uh, not answered our text messages. I don't know. I I suspect that Andy has finally pissed him off. I, uh, yeah, I think he, uh, he uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. Sorry, Ian. I may I may have accidentally run him off the show. Which was Damn not my Andy. intention. I know. What the hell, Andy? <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. So buddy. we're gonna need a lot of support from the soundboard. But we told Ian <laughs> if he's if he feels uh, in the mood to we, jump we on. We don't know where where he is. He's he's right. He's unavailable. We can't get a hold of him. Yeah, he's MIA at the moment. Yeah. But the show must go on. We're here, right? Yes. Just just like that meme, the ship must flow downhill it's just you and me buddy ready yep. for a train wreck i'm ready uh so this is ep- episode 326 326 size matters it does oh well, I no guess we'll find out i don't know i, I hope not. that type of show i hope it doesn't matter well from all the women i've talked to and i've talked to quite a bit and usually the last sentence I have with them is the answer to that question. But that's not, <laughs> has nothing to do with this right, show this week. Right. Okay. So um, there's two of us. Who wants to go first? How's, how's your week been? I'll go you first because mine's short. Right. I have not done anything RC related again. <laughs> Jeez. But I did finish planting corn yesterday, which means I'm halfway done with spring planting season. I still got beans to plant, um, but I'm getting there. A few more days, just a few more days. Soon, cool. Kevin. Soon. Soon. Very soon. Very soon. Very soon. I'll have lots of time to do, build helis and do other things and go to events. Wow. Lots of time. I think I've heard I've heard this song somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sung by somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the hell, man? What the hell, so, man? So, so what have I been doing this week? So, Kevin, what have you been doing this week? Or what did you do last week? Last uh, weekend. Last week, this week, I had I had a great weekend. It was really cool uh, flying on Saturday. I flew with the one and only Steve Shaw at our club in Port St. Lucie. It was a great day. There was like zero wind. Nice. And I brought... Two helicopters and two planes with me. Sweet. And 
Which planes? <laughs> the extra 300 mm-hmm. or the 300 extra or whatever. And the Mamba 10, the biplane. So the biplane and like the sport plane. Right. That Mamba 10, man, an amazing plane. I got to fly. Yeah, I was like going to ask said, you about no that. Wind. How are you liking that thing with the Aura 8 and stuff? You digging it? Yeah, my first flight, I was like, and maybe it's because I haven't flown planes that much, you know, just on and off and not as much as, you know, I've been flying helis. But uh, my first flight was like kind of spongy and I'm like, eh. but then the second flight was a lot better. I, I didn't do anything to it. Just, I guess, got used to the expo that was in it. Yeah. And and had a lot of fun flying it. I was doing some knife edging with it, which mm. is not incredibly easy with that. Uh, it's a little bit of a challenge. But doing some inverted stuff, just flying around, you know, flipping it over here and there, just doing different things and uh, working on just my landings. I kind of come in like a foot off the ground and drop it a lot of times instead of flying the plane to the ground. So I was concentrating on that. And that was that was a lot better. Yeah. Cool. That was that was uh, fun. But it was freaking hot, man. It, It got it was starting to get pretty hot, like 9,500 degrees. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was it was getting up there. Wow. And saw saw one guy throw his plane into the ground and that was about it. Saw a couple of people I haven't seen in a while and you know they're I don't know I don't know if you know this about Florida, but there's a lot of old people and Oh really? So they sometimes go in and out of the hospital. So I wasn't sure about this one guy if I was gonna see him again, you know, type of thing. And right. And then, you know, they come down here with a lot of money and they buy crazy shit like scooters and they go out speeding all over and there's no helmet law. And yeah, because that's exactly the thing. Some old 80 year old dude needs is a scooter and no helmet. Right. <laughs> right. 30 miles an hour down the sidewalk. It's population control. Yeah, yes. Oh, geez. <laughs> but it was, it was good to see a couple of guys that I haven't seen in a while and but dude, I came out with Oxy Five like shot out of a cannon, and right. I threw down a great flight. I had I had so much fun, and I kept it in the tight box, man. And I was doing, I was doing a lot of stuff lower than I normally do it. Like I was doing tail down TikToks, and I was going like I was making a box out of it, kind of going right. like right and up and mm-hmm. over and coming back down and just just moving it all over the place. And then I I kind of stayed a mistake or two high to do. Some four-point TikToks, but I was doing those and just like just whipping that Oxy Five around to the point where I was like, "Man, I think I could use some more head speed and pitch," or I don't know. Nice, but it, but I was having a lot of fun with that heli, man. And I know I say it almost every week, but uh, that freaking heli, dude! I haven't done a damn thing to it either. I just take it out and fly it every, week after week, mm-hmm. and that thing rips. I really, I really enjoy that that heli. And I had the 690 with me, but my my packs are running low. I gotta I gotta see what I have left and what's good, and maybe put another pack together. And uh, so I didn't. I, I got a couple flights on that, but uh, I was just one of the flights. I was just doing autos, man, for like half the flight, and and uh, just I can auto f- from my right hand side really good. Put it down in front of me from the left is is really difficult for me. I don't know why I yeah. got to start doing that more. Yeah. You know, I'm the same. Well, I can go, I can auto from both directions, but I'm definitely more comfortable coming from right to left. Feels better for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. 
maybe it's the the turning. I don't know, but dude, I'm like putting it down right in front of me, like 15 feet out or whatever, right where I, from like right where I took off, and uh, it's pretty cool. I, I I'm enjoying that model too, and I was banging that thing around quite a bit. Start out in like 1400 head speed and try and do just the stuff that I know how to do, like TikToks and Puro flips, and mm-hmm. and then move on to higher head speed. Yeah, I almost tried inverted auto again, but I didn't. I should have, but I'm like, eh, maybe I don't know. You can do maybe it. Maybe soon. You can soon, do very it. soon. Very yeah, soon. Yeah, no, I've I've done it. I just haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. And then uh, you know, Steve was out there. Steve flying his Black Thunder and zooming around up down all over, and he was trying to get more of that F3C mm-hmm. maneuvers down and. I took some video. I think I sent it yeah, to you Yeah, you sent us a video. So epic, how, epic how was flying. it watching that? That was great. Take any helicopter video that you've ever seen on YouTube and slow it down to like 0. .25, <laughs> you know, speed, 0. .25 or whatever. Yeah. And that's exactly what it's like. You're cracking me up with your commentary. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw grass growing yeah, at one point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty humorous. But he's he's trying. I don't know why he's in this mood to do it, but I mean, he's trying it. Why not? So why not? Right. Yeah. Hey, do it. Whatever, whatever makes you happy with your hobby, dude, just do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except build something. Damn it. He started <laughs> to talk about the stuff he was going to get together by the next day, Sunday. He said, you're going to be out here tomorrow. No, of course not. Cause that's when I'm going to have all these airplanes. And I'm like, Oh dude, you're no longer my boss now. So I'm going to rip. I'm going to start like, Ripping on you pretty well, good. Well, it's and... not it's not that he's not building things. Like nobody cares about that. I've got stuff boxed. I got boxes all over the place. I'm not, I've got this uh, Spectre V2 been sitting on the the table for months now. Yep. That's not the thing that's funny. The thing that's funny is he is constantly telling you how he's going to have it next week, next event, tomorrow. Like he's convinced that everything's going to be finished in like the next three days, but then nothing is ever finished ever. So that's the part I find humorous. Not that he's not doing it. I get that. I'm lazy. Also, (laughs) it's the fact that he constantly tells us all the time how everything is going to be done next (laughs) week. That's true. I mean, am I wrong? No, but and we could probably go back in some of the voicemails from like last year. Yeah, talking about. The, the same thing. Every yep. time there's a big event coming up, whether it's Urcha or Winter Bash or RCHO, two weeks before that, he's going to have a whole list of things to bring to the event. Never happens. Nope. So, with th- that in mind... I think Steve somebody, Shaw's going to quit the show, too. I think so. With, with that in mind, somebody gave him a balsa plane uh, right. this weekend. That they had like crashed. It's a P fifty one like hangar nine. It's a giant like sixty inch. Nice plane, nice looking plane. I saw a picture of it. Uh it needs a little work. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like you need one more thing to do? <laughs> he needs another project. Like, oh my god, man. His wife is a saint. Yeah, she's that, really that a sweetheart. Saint she Dorothy. Yep. For sure. Yeah, man. But it was it was definitely a good weekend. Like I said, it got it got a little hot though, man. Towards like three o'clock, I was like, I gotta go seek out some AC, man. 
dude, it's not even June yet, and it's already getting up to a hundred degrees. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, that's what it says in the Jeep. You know, Jeep's out in the sun. Around. It's a black Jeep. Yeah, that's true. But, so I don't know. But yeah, you brought up your your uh, Spectre mm-hmm. uh, V2. What's going on with that? And he's been asking me what's going on with the Miata. I said, well, George is getting ready to drive by Steve's house. And <laughs> he's going to pick it up. Because <laughs> he, he said, oh, you know, shit. whenever Steve's done with it. And he's always asking me about <laughs> Ian's Concept 30 or whatever else Ian's been working yeah. on. A robo shuttle. A robo, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. got to ask those guys. Yeah, why is he asking you? I don't know, because he, he's asked you guys in the, you know, in the... We just make fun of him. Voicemail. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, so you want to move it on? Yeah. I think I, that's all I did. Yeah, I guess we're going to go to the, the main topic. Size matters. Or yeah. does it? <laughs> well. It kind of does, really. I mean, who we can. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the people that say size doesn't. Well, I was going to go down a road. I'm not going down yeah, that no, road. Don't. Never mind. <laughs> so That was the wrong I, road. Well, I. I, I what. Well, Brought this about is I was wondering if we'd ever talked about our favorite sizes of helis, which is kind of going to be a weak topic since there's only two of us. I kind of wanted to go around the around the table, except for Steve. I didn't want to hear from Steve, so that's why I picked to do this tonight when he wasn't here. What the hell, Andy? I'm I'm sure he'd say (laughs) seven hundred. Yeah, size, of course. Um. I'm and sure he'd say SAB size. <laughs> SA, whatever's the newest SAB model, that will be his favorite size. Whether it's a 580 or the new 420, that'll probably be his favorite for a while. Oh, um, man. You know. Steve's going to leave a show next. I know. I'm just going to keep going. It's just me here talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Andy. I won't leave you. I was just sitting here thinking, I wonder what I'd have to do to get you to rage quit on me. I don't think if, if I even knew, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. I think you just laugh at me, call me a dumbass. Yeah. No, all right. Which is the appropriate you. response. Let's be honest. <laughs> You'd be like, you don't know what you're doing. You, you can't even talk. I don't know how you do a podcast for five years. And I'd be like, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> tell me something I don't know. No, I can't believe anybody else listens to this shit. <laughs> well, that's funny because you're probably the you're the one that's the the best spoken on here. You got that radio voice. Mm. That's I mean, why you I'm in say IT. stupid things, but you got a good voice <laughs> while you're saying it. Right, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, good voice and a lot of references from the '80s, and '90s. Any politician will tell you that's all you need. Yeah. Just gonna good be voice. full of shit and a good voice. Right. You don't have to know what you're talking about. All right. Size. <laughs> All right. Favorite size. What is your favorite size helicopter, Kevin? Wow. I must and I have know. To, I have to pick one, right? Well, what's your favorite? Like your most favorite, if you could just think of any size you've ever had or imagined, what would be the favorite? And then I want the reasons why it's your favorite. Wow. Well, just, just going on size alone, like not going on, like how the model flies no, or, no. Well, I mean, like, 
you know, because setup is is one thing too. No size. Um, like if you had, I mean, this is possible, but say you had the same model, but it was in four different sizes. Right. I would definitely have to say the the larger, the larger one, like a seven hundred size, yeah, six ninety seven hundred, yeah. Only because I really enjoy the floatiness and the auto rotations that I can do with it. I mean, it's it's larger. I mean, the so you're I, saying I love, bigger is better. Yeah, okay. it, and not like not going on like I love how the Oxy Five flies in the setup, and the six ninety is close second to that, but. I'd have to say I like that size better because, like I said, the autos are so much better with it. Yeah. And it just, just the maneuvers themselves. If I get into trouble, I can just like put the collective, you, you have know, more time. Mid stick. Yeah. You have yeah. more time for sure. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. That would be my favorite size as well. Uh, I tend to go to the little bigger 700, like seven. 13, 717, something like that. But definitely the 700 size range. I think no, it's, I've been... it's a very good, uh, like there's bigger helis or 750s, 800s. They get right. very expensive to buy blades and the power setups cost more. The motors got to have a bigger ESC batteries. You really want to do it good. You need to be 14 S. I mean, if you're, rocking an 800 and want to 3d it and then when you get smaller they're less expensive and in a way easier because you're talking about single pack 550s or 500s and cheaper but they in my opinion don't fly as well as the 700 the 700 just flies really good like you said you have to hang time it's good for autos you can slow it down and be very smooth and graceful. Uh, it's it's a really good size. It's no wonder it's probably the, the most popular big heli. Yeah, and I've been told uh, by quite a few people that, you know, 690's a smaller of the 7. It's a small 700. It's a small 700. Right. Uh, but I don't even know what the hell, like, all right, the blades that I use are like a hundred bucks. If I go to an event, I can usually pick them up. Right, hundred bucks or you know one twenty, one fifty for maybe VTX or something. But what do eight hundred blades go for? Are they like they're like two hundred bucks, I think. Wow, I don't know. They, I, I really shouldn't say because I haven't looked in a while. But well, I, I know that what's his name, uh, Ian's friend, flies the eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Williams. But yeah, I mean, now you're talking 14s and yeah, what, you need kind of need a big ESC. motor and a big ESC. Like I fly yeah. my 700s on a 130, um, 12s, you know, 130 with a 45, 25 motor. It's all kind of just middle of the range stuff. It doesn't really require for my flight style. Doesn't require a huge power setup. I'm still on a 120 Castle that. Came with the 690 when I bought it used. Chris Roberts probably like, really? Yeah, that was like our first. That was I bought it from uh, Anthony Garcia, and that was our first fun fly, the Free Fall RC, like first one, like 2015, 16, was it? Yeah, Yeah. that thing's gotta be. Jeez, 
six years old that I had. Oh, it. yeah. So, yeah, still flying the, the 120. It's got an external BEC on it, too. So, and, uh, rail 806 blades, 195. Oh, okay. Switch 753s or 181. Switch 813s, 187. So they're all in like the $180 to 200 buck range. Whereas you can usually pick up 700s for like around 120 bucks. Which I know yeah. that's not a big, you know, big price difference, whatever. But when you add up the motor, the 7S packs, the bigger ESC, it, it adds up. Yeah. You figure a hundred, hundred bucks for the more for the motor, hundred bucks more for the ESC, yeah, and a hundred bucks more for the blades, yeah. But it's not just price. I mean, obviously, or five hundreds, five fifties would be my favorite. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a combination. It flies big, but it's not as expensive as eight hundred. Now, all well, this being said, I'm going to build that Protos as a probably an eight hundred. So maybe my opinion will change. Down the road, I, when I think it flies amazing or doesn't, I don't know. Right now, I think 700 is the sweet spot. Yeah, and that's why I took time to think about it because, you know, week after week, I go out and fly to Oxy 5 and really enjoy it and really throw down it. I have so much fun with it, but then when I thought about, like, size-wise, you know. Yeah. I guess a better way to put it would be if you could only have one heli, what size would you pick? Yeah. That would definitely be the 690. Yeah. Or uh, 700, whatever. You yeah. know, that size. Yeah, it's a 700. I mean, it's a small I'm, 700, but it's a 700. I'm, I mean, I still got the the Glogo up north in Jersey. I still have that uh, Align V1 Nitro mm -hmm. up there, which I flew that. You know, not that I could tell a difference between that and a 690 size. Right. You know, when I was flying it years ago. Yeah, it's but basically that, the that same. that also had, right, that also had a lot of really good characteristics to it. Mm -hmm. What about different sizes for different things? Have you put any thought to that? Well, yeah, now, now you're talking like my weekend usually, you know, mm -hmm. like that five, and maybe it's, I don't know if it's just, because I'm so used to the Oxy 5 and like the, the shine wore off at like the first, like I was like, oh crap, I want to be careful. I don't want to crash it. Like the first, the first weekend maybe. And then after that, I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm beating the crap out of this thing, you know? And it's been that way for years now. Yeah. And, um, so, so for, for that type of stuff, for like, for me getting, getting harder with the 3d and trying, you know, smacking stuff around and just doing different things. And I know it's probably not the right way to go. I know, like we were saying, you know, you get more hang time with the, the 690, but I don't mm -hmm. know the setup on the 690 for me, it, it has been different for a longer, long time. I'm more comfortable with the oxy five and, and can get it out of hard situations quicker. Yeah. You've probably got uh, more time on it. Wouldn't you think, or I mean, yeah, you've got more absolutely. flights on it than the 690. Yeah. Each weekend it's probably two to one, you know, mm -hmm. uh, flying, that versus the 690 yeah yeah i don't do it really anymore um because i fly like a pansy so i don't crash as often but for a while i was really digging the 500 size 
as uh, for practice and just getting a lot of stick time because it was cheap to crash. Yeah. 500, 550 is, is flies really well, but it's less expensive. Usually can run 6S. And I've at times put tons of flight on 380 and protos, had a couple of protos 380s just to fly them all the time. I mean, they were great. Um, stupid windows. They were absolutely great for practice because you could, I would sometimes like crash, like a really weak crash, you know, not like plow it in. I could go pick it up, look it over and then take off and fly again. You know, they're just super durable and uh, parts were, parts were inexpensive. Right. Yeah. I mean, I went back and forth with Oxy three for a while. Like, do I want to start flying that again? And then I said, ah, you know, I got all these parts. I might as well. And then I got all these batteries started going through those. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was enjoying that to the point where I ordered a couple more batteries for it. And then the last time I crashed, I haven't fixed it since then, but that's, that's, if I get that together and get that going, that'll be, that could easily be a great, like after work, uh, heli to just do some practicing on. Cause I have an area that's, less than like i could walk there it's probably you know half a mile from my house here that i could go to it's an old it's i don't know what the building's being maintained but i think it was an older uh like medical center and they have a huge like area out back where i could just park and fly you know a couple flights on oxy three i could probably even fly the oxy five over there but you know if i could get the oxy three going i'd feel less intimidated if somebody showed up you know what are you doing here i'm just i'm flying my little heli or whatever yeah you know? yeah they're not very um intimidating or imposing a little oxygen no yeah what about if you're what size would you recommend okay not so like a beginner but not an absolute beginner that's never seen a helicopter say they've flown a, a 230 or some a blade heli of some sort maybe have some experience with airplanes but they're kind of wanting to move up they want to build a kit what size would you do that would you go ahead and build a 700 would you build a 550 380 yeah that's a huge there's no right question. answer for this no. either. ever one you ask would have a different thought but what's your opinion well, the way that Jamie Burke holded it is, is similar to the way that I did it, where, like, I started with the 180 and gradually worked my way up through, like, the sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't feel comfortable flying the 570 until, like, a month before I sold it. And he practiced his – he did – well, I didn't practice my orientations as much as he did, but I kind of got – just got feel and got comfortable with the model before I moved up. And uh, I would recommend doing that. But as a, as, I mean, you can't go wrong with the smaller ones. Like, it's so hard to say though, because you know, when you look back, when you're when you're in that stage of getting, you know, better and moving up, you're like, yeah, yeah, larger's the better. But you know, yeah. I'm kind of glad the way I, I I started. But now looking back, you're like, well, they're so twitchy. Those damn little oxy threes. Like, you're you're going to be plowing a minute every weekend. Mm-hmm. Is a 450 a good size? I don't know. I. I would tend to say like the 500 size, I would, I would tend to say is probably, you know, it depends on how big your balls are too, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, my thought on that, I kind of like the 380 for that. Like okay. uh, the the Goblin Buddy or the Protos 380 or the Oxy 4 or the yeah. o- I guess the Oxy 4 Max. Because it's not, you can tone those down. They're not as twitchy as an Oxy 3 or, um, or a two. Fireball or a 2 or something like that. But they're not as intimidating as a 550 or even a 500. Uh, so I kind of think that's a, a good, like if you're to build a first kit, which there's yeah. nothing wrong if you're capable and confident in your abilities to build and wrench and not kill yourself. There's no reason you can't go to a 550 or even a 700. I mean, plenty of people have done it. But the the danger factor of a 380 is considerably less than a 700. It's less intimidating as well. You know, as a first yeah. build, and if you think maybe you're not 100% confident in your building abilities, you may have messed something up or did something wrong. Yeah, I mean, have you been flying that 230 or you know whatever you started with for mm-hmm. a year are you good you good on the orientations have you have you been simming a lot you know what are your chances like because i've seen like i did it myself I used to fly behind my head mike d i've seen him do it you know even steve shaw i've seen him do it a few times um even now so i mean when you're a beginner like there's always that chance you know yeah uh, that it can get away from you and and with a larger heli man you know, it's just yep. gonna there's larger larger momentum, larger weight. Yep. More expensive, more damage, more damage yeah. to yourself or others or other property if it hits it. It depends on like who's if you if you're completely by yourself, you know, what do you do? You want to build a kit, you know? Mm-hmm. Or if or if you have friends that can help you, you know, with the setup, it depends on like how tight your flying field is, you know, and yeah. your and how comfortable you are with the larger models. Yeah. You know? There's no there's no right answer. We're just kind of no. chatting to give our opinions. And I think that the comfortability factor comes in after you've got a lot of experience with that model. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that come into play. When you start flying a larger model or something, a newer model to you, then you're like, is it the model? Is it my setup? Is it me? You don't know. And and you won't know what to look out for if something does happen either later on, you know, like what's that sound or what's it's doing weird things. Right. Yeah. There really is that saying, you don't know what you don't know (laughs) when, when you're brand new, you, you don't realize what you don't know. Right. Very true. Takes time and, to build that experience up. Yeah. Cause that's what led me to be more comfortable with the models. Like, you know, the flying it every weekend and, and seeing that large thing that used to, I don't want to say it like this, but seeing that large model that used to intimidate me coming at me or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, doing different things. You get to know that it's not as it's, it's not as sketchy as it looks the first time. Yeah, sure. You know? Well, it's a, it's a confidence. You got it right. You build a confidence in your in yourself as well as a confidence in the model. It's right. Not going right. to do something weird or fall apart or explode or whatever. Yeah. So, what do you think about these new like the OMP models and the the Logo Two Hundred? I don't know. Oh, if I, have you flown any of those? A little bit, yes. I have an OMP. I 
had some trouble with it, so I just kind of pushed it to the side. I'll, I'll fix it soon, very soon. <laughs> Jeez. I think they're great, honestly. I I don't personally particularly care for them. I don't care for that size or flying that size. But I'm also spoiled in that I have unlimited flying area behind my house. And I realize a lot of people don't have that. So if you have a, a small backyard or something and you can fly an M2 or even an M1, I think it's absolutely fantastic because it you can really get a lot of stick time and gain a lot of experience with a, a very durable, very inexpensive to fix model. So I think they're fantastic in that regard. Hmm. Yeah, originally I was going to say something different. I was going to say I think those models are more for the guy that has his orientations down and and is like got a couple of years in and wants to work on stuff like maneuvers i would agree or, with that yeah that's not be, i don't disagree so with that i've kind of found that in myself where at least with oxy3 like now that i went back to flying that like there was a couple of orientations or, or a couple of in and out of orientations that i was less comfortable with that uh the first weekend i flew it just working on that i was like oh I, okay now it's more comfortable i kind of know what i'm doing here yeah yeah now that you bring that up i guess i wasn't thinking about a complete beginner with one i was more thinking about a more experienced pilot using it as a practice bird practice i'm tool, not yeah. sure that it would be the greatest for a newbie because it is they are twitchy and they're not not they're faster I mean, it's just yeah. physics. It's it's a small little bird. It's going to be a little faster. So I think it would be good to have some experience, know your orientations at least, be able to sport fly around a little bit before. Not to say that you can't get one and learn to hover with it, but it's definitely easier to learn to hover with a larger bird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Steve would agree to that, though. I mean, because I think he's he's used it as a tool over the last year. Oh yeah. And look how much benefit yeah. out of it. Yeah. Look how much gains he made, like how much progress. Right. You can see in his flying that all those flights on that M2 brought him up to another level. I mean, it's right there to see, watch videos or any of us that have seen him fly like two years ago and then flying now he's considerably better. And I think he yeah. would attribute, a good portion of that to that M2 and the stick time. No doubt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. What else can we touch on about size? Hmm. Bueller. Hmm. I don't know. You don't know. I mean, we touched on batteries and different sizes that are going to require different battery types or different battery sizes. Yeah. Milliamp sure. sizes. Sure. Yeah, the bigger you go, the more expensive the batteries are, the more expensive the... Yeah, I mean, all of it's more expensive, obviously, is when there, you go up in size. So is there a size you would stay away from? Is there is there a... Like, I didn't fall victim to it, but I know a lot of people did that early. Uh, was it the 120, the blade 130. 120, 130? Yeah. 
Yeah, I had there- a couple of those actually. Well, I had a 130, the 3D model, and they had this. Uh, uh, did you ever see the Red Bull? It was the, you know, the Red yeah. Bull um, yeah. aerobatic helicopter? Yep. They had a, a Blade 130, but it had a four blade head, and it was in a scale Red Bull fuselage. And okay. I had a couple of those, and I absolutely loved them just to fly around. I don't know if it, I mean, this was back when I was a beginner, so I wasn't a great pilot, but something about that scale bird, I could see it and I could sport fly it around and do circuits and stuff. And I had a blast with it. And I had a 130, the normal 130 3D model, and I actually flew it quite a bit as well. I don't, it wasn't the greatest. Like once you crashed it good, it was kind of hard to get it to going well again. But I remember putting, several flights on one and never having too much trouble with it. I know some people spent tons and tons of money on it, but maybe I accidentally avoided that trap because I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember it being that bad. Honestly. One of my first tellies was, uh, I mean, this is like, if you're complete noob, but this wouldn't be like what we're talking about coming out, coming off of like the two thirty smart or the two thirty V two. You know, into something as your first like larger collective pitch. But I had, uh, man, I had a couple of different. I had the coax ones, of course, which right. that to me that doesn't teach you anything. It's just a fun little thing to fly around and. It doesn't teach you a whole lot, but well, it can kind of help with like left is right, right is left if it's coming back towards you type of thing. But doesn't yeah, teach guess, you much. Yeah. But I wish I had a dollar for every one person in our hobby that got started with a coaxial. Oh, sure. From the yeah. mall or from right. Blade or whatever. And then it <laughs> you fall into this deep hole of RC Haley addiction. I'm sure that that's happened many times. Or 20 or $30 SEMA 107 mm-hmm. is what I had. Yep. And then, and then I bought a larger one of that and tried to find parts for it. And it was ridiculous and i mean larger it was maybe like an inch bigger yeah and no you couldn't find it any no you can't those. once it breaks you just well throw it in the trash and get another yeah one. and the 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 funny thing about those is they're um they're optical like they're infrared right uh, right 2.4 megahertz but they're infrared or yeah. something like that yeah i remember flying it outside and then it's, <laughs> it's like 20 feet away and just drops uh-huh because yeah. it loses that signal yeah but uh then after that, I I bought it one time and it was cheap. It was like sixty bucks, um, and it was a four channel uh, heli that was pretty small. I'd have to I I remember the model number like off the top of my head. It was like an eight eight five three or something. And it had and it was a weird was Chinese name. Walkera or V Hobbies like, or um, it was like Q. It started with a Q. It was like Q Daya or something like okay. that. Uh. And I got it on X Heli back when that was a thing, and then mm-hmm. that thing I actually was able to get some of the parts I broke off of that. But it was it was this little tiny, it was you know a little tiny toy that I actually brought to work with me, and I flew it around the office, and everybody was amazed, and even I was even amazed because I was doing like some nose in stuff back then. And then I bought um, I bought a the double horse uh nine one one six or whatever model it was and that was another one that was like eighty dollars 
Mm-hmm. And that was like a 250 size. And then I used to bring to the field and actually fly that around. That wasn't, you know, uh, infrared. Mm-hmm. It, it was actual radio. Um, it was very cheap. Like the, the board itself was really sketchy. And uh, I think it had two servos to do everything collective. Right. And because right. it was it was it was fixed pitch. Um, mm-hmm. But on a, on a nice calm day or in a big warehouse, I'd, I'd flown it once. It was actually it was actually pretty good to fly. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it because, like I said, it was super, super cheap. But I did. Uh, I flew that for for a while. That that taught me a little bit more. Like when you can get that orient, like the the SEMA one, you know, the coax models are like point and shoot. You like turn it in the right direction, and then the tail yeah. raises up to move it. Mm-hmm. This is actually like you could go sideways. You could do the the four different, mm-hmm. you know, orientations. Upright orientations, four different movements. Right. Yeah, that's how that's how I got started. Well, yes, that's how I, I initially got started. I think I've spoke about this before, but I brought I bought my brother one of those SEMA one oh sevens for Christmas one year. So he gets that, opens it, and then of course we're both playing with it all day. And right. then I and we I don't know if we broke it or I can't remember, but anyway, it progressed into, okay, well let's find out like an actual good one. And that took us to the blade. Uh, uh, see, what was it? MCX. It was a coaxial micro, that small size, right? But it was four channels. So it had an actual swash plate that would move the blades you go forward, backwards, left, right, and then the rudder would change the speed of the, the rotors, you know, so it, it didn't have a, have a tail. So we ended up with a couple of those. We flew those around and would break them and could buy parts from like the hobby town or wherever. And then got the MSR, which is a, a heli the same size as that, but fixed pitch. And I mean, when we got those, like, oh, this high performance now. We can really <laughs> book it around the house. And, uh, I think we've got up to the 120, there was a 120, which was a fixed pitch heli. And I don't remember the size of the blades. They, maybe they were one twenties. I, that would make sense, but I can't yeah. remember. It, it, it kind of sucked, honestly, at that size, getting up to that. Cause I mean, it's a. You know, it's like 12 inches long or something. It's getting up to a decent size, like an Oxy-2. But it's fixed pitch, and it just kind of sucked. Like, it would turn good one direction and would not turn right. the other way. Stuff like that. Do the toilet bowl thing if you're trying to hover where it just goes around in a circle. Right. And that's where I thought that it's me flying. You yeah. know, at that point, you don't know any better. And then, um, let's see, that would have probably been around... Shit, what would that have been? Like 2009, eight or nine, somewhere around in there. And then kind of got out of it and had a kid and all that stuff and didn't really get back into modeling to 2014 and started with planes at that time. And then went, obviously got into helis and got into collective pitch and it was all downhill from there. Right. I don't even know what we were talking about now. Just I, <laughs> that was I a long like tangent. Sizes. 
sizes you wouldn't want to like recommend sizes or, i or, would not recommend just or just models or sizes you wouldn't re- recommend like i don't know like that man. i would i don't know if i would have flown any of those if i'd have known better you know i'm kind of glad i did yeah um, but what about the experience sort of what about the experience you gained on the way there well, is kind of wasted a lot of time well with that with the one maybe. fixed pitch when i could have been flying maybe but you didn't know one thing. But there was I, no oxy three at that point either. Well, there true. was no oxy three. True. There, was no, there was like the, a line two fifty, which was really sucked. So, which I had one. Yeah. Oh, did terrible. you have one of those? <laughs> they said oh they were God, terrible. Man. I've never flown one, but I heard they were bad. I couldn't tell you how they flew because they only got thirty seconds out of the battery. The battery was like eight hundred <laughs> million, and it would only last me like 30, 40 seconds. Oh wow! Yeah. One thing I would recommend against doing, which I don't even know if this is a thing anymore, but I never did this, thank goodness. But on the forums, people would get these little helis, like the little blade helis, and they would start breaking things, and they would start putting aluminum upgrades, the the micro heli and the links and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, that broke. Let me put aluminum swash plate and aluminum head and a this and that and pretty soon it gets so heavy it will barely even fly you've just spent like a hundred dollars on this 30 dollar heli and it still yeah. sucks it actually sucks worse than stock so i would recommend against upgrades for a little small micro heli you don't need it it actually makes it worse yeah thank god i never went down that road i started to do that with the with the blade 180 that Mm-hmm. That, uh, Q, whatever it was, QCX or something. Yeah, so uh, one, yeah, one eighty something. One eighty. I had the fuselage. I started. I started to upgrade some of the parts, like you, like you said, when you when you broke them. Mm-hmm. And it still flew okay. I mean, there was a point in time where I was like, I can't see any reason to fly anything else because I would have like a lot of fun with that model, and then. And Oxy three came out, and you know I had good luck with the with the um, the four fifty, the Beast X. Uh, that was probably the turning point for me, like when I actually got something, and that was all Steve. Like Steve helped me out with that because he had had one, and just getting that Beast X going, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I didn't waste my two hundred dollars on eBay, you know, this mm-hmm. stupid thing. I finally got something going. Yeah, when I got into collective pitch. Helis. I, I was flying planes at the time, like foamies, you know. I got a, a it was on sale, like a deep discount sale at MCPX, which I can't remember what size blade that is, like 120 maybe or 100 or something. No, probably okay. less, more like 80 or 90. So I got that, then I got the 130X, and then the the in cpx which is the tiny little micro you know it's uh the tiny one kind of the size yeah. of those ones we were talking about before the co- the coaxial ones but it was collective pitch and then i i got a 300x which had 245 millimeter blades and had the beast x and the actual real servos and all that stuff i'm like wow this thing is huge I never need right. anything bigger than this. <laughs> Cut to like two weeks later, I get a 450X. It's like, this thing is, uh, this it's it's scary. Never need anything bigger than this. 
Right. You know, and then it's like, okay, it was a line 500 and then a Gowie X5 and then, oh, let's get a 700. It, if I, <laughs> I don't know how many times I said, I'm never going any bigger. This is plenty big enough. Does everything I need. But I went from the tiny to a 700 in like six months. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was like two years for me. Oh, really? Wow. Probably. Well, it's, you know, I had the. I had the larger. It might have took me a year, actually. It took me a little while to justify spending that much money on a right toy. Yeah. Now I just don't give a shit. I was like, I don't want that one. But back then, I had to feel like I had to justify it for some weird reason. I don't know. Yeah, because it does seem expensive, especially when you're flying planes and they're like flight test ones and they're costing like $4. Right, right. I'm spying, well, even like nice E-flight planes is like 300 bucks, you know. Yeah. It wasn't, it's like now I got to go grand. spend yeah. 700 and then buy all the electronics on top of that. Yeah. At the time, it seemed frivolous and a waste of money, but I did it anyway. And now it's a waste of money but it's not frivolous because i'm in a hobby and i made friends right and then eventually made them mad so they left <laughs> supposed to win-win <laughs> Jeez. i guess all right you got anything else kevin no not really well, I would invite our listeners to post on our Facebook page. What is your favorite size? Um, or yeah. send us an email. Send us an email. We'll read it on the next episode. Yeah, and, and also maybe uh, say what, what size you know you, you started with and went through or yeah, what size you'd stay away from. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. I love reading those comments and stuff. It's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, so what we got next? We got tech Ian's tip? tech tip, but Ian is not here. So we have Kevin. What have you been watching? All right. Nice. Uh, and Steve's not here either. No, so we down. can just go on and on and on the rest of the night. Steve's not here to roll right. his eyes and look bored. Yeah. He, we're saving him money because he's not on the internet buying something we're right going now. to talk about sci-fi and comic book movies for the next 45 minutes so i watch this freaking show i don't know what what it's on because i get my stuff kind of a roundabout way that's me being nice call that pirates but okay yeah ahead. i'm a modern day pirate i guess <laughs> you're a rogue um yeah um i was i don't know if i, I probably did talk about this show called arcane the animated show if you if if you get a chance to check that out it's just the animation is amazing and it's like 3d animation yeah it's you can't tell me where it is so how am i gonna find it uh shit damn it good question i think it's it's on netflix okay and it's even hard to find on netflix okay Um, it's like an anime show or yeah yeah it's, it's pretty pretty cool nice pretty good concept and pretty cool i just like i you know i'm a sucker for good characters like you put characters that i like in a show oh, yeah, it could absolutely. be the weakest plot point the dumbest show mm-hmm. like i used to watch a show oh man a thousand years ago it was called um 
Space Raiders, I think, or Rain- Space Rangers, I think it was called. Okay. They only had like five episodes. That's how bad the show was. <laughs> okay. There was like a, a mechanic. Um, it was kind of like, um, it was kind of like uh, Firefly or, or that that kind of okay. show. Yeah, kind of like, low budget, sort of like. Yeah, crappy. but you know, like just characters interacting. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had like, they had this one like alien dude that would eat people and and they had a hot chick and a a, like a dwarf mechanic and then they had like the captain you know Uh and it was just it was goofy and it was uh you know it was it was really low budget but i just like the character interaction i like that they didn't even do a season they did like five like ah this sucks right five episodes they're like are you kidding me (laughs) losing money on this shit oh damn and then they pulled the plug. But yeah. uh, movie-wise, this week, I, like I was saying before the show, I watched uh, the the next Venom movie, which was pretty cool. Nice. Which I kind of thought was, I don't know, I like the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a different experience for me now, watching these movies for the first time and not having a martini in my hand. Yeah. So I can actually watch the movie and pay attention, and I'm not like passed out through like the the third act. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I watched that, and then I watched that movie Old, which okay. I didn't know if I was going to want to watch that, but I, it kept coming How up. Was and it, it seemed interesting. Yeah, it like I'm I'm watching this movie, and if anybody doesn't know, it's like it's like some it's like a beach that people go to, and and they age really quickly, like within like it, basically their lifespan is almost within a day, like maybe a little bit longer, like like a year's every year's passing like in half an hour or whatever. So I don't know, something weird like that, which wouldn't equal a day in your lifespan, but yeah, let's um, not get bogged down with math. Let's just uh, yeah, whatever. Let's not get bogged down with math. But uh halfway through this show, like and there were some massive plot holes like Yeah. In it. Uh, the effects were cool and there was you know, it was it was pretty good that, you know, what a story you can tell just with characters on a beach, you know, like uh, I was like, all right, this this is pretty cool. But anyway, like, so like halfway through this movie, I'm like, this seems like one of those silly M Night Shyamalan <laughs> ding dong movies, you know, like with the yeah. strange twist at the uh-huh. end or whatever. Uh huh. And, and it didn't have a strange twist. It kind of ended the way it should have. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was cool. Was it an but M Night Shyamalan? Sure enough, it pops yeah. up at the end, directed by style. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah. he got me. <laughs> It's like Got Wes Anderson. You can't not watch a Wes Anderson movie and say, "Yep, that's Wes Anderson, hundred yeah. percent." Yeah. So that's all I really was watching last last week. I tried to watch a uh, a version of Doctor Strange, but I didn't feel like watching people get up during the movie and walk down. I don't down know how you do that, man. That and, would uh, drive me crazy. I, I did it for the Batman, and the Batman was actually just some of the cams have gotten a lot better than. They used to be. I don't care. Man. I would know. There's no way I would sit through that. Yeah. So, no, nah, I didn't. I would I smash the first, my like, TV and seconds. burn my house down if I had to watch that. <laughs> you would not. <laughs> <laughs> I would. They'd play that movie on an airplane. I'd get up and walk out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, in our in feature flight, in feature movie, or in flight movie is. Uh huh. The cam version of Doctor Strange. <laughs> I saw <laughs> Sir, it. Where are you going? We went. We went. Um, All right. Well, don't spoil it for me. I'm not gonna spoil it. Shut up. 
We went Don't last week. Don't tell me to shut up. I'll quit the show. <laughs> shut up. Damn it, It'll Kevin. It'll the four listeners. Um, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I mean, my review for all the Marvel stuff since, like, I don't know, Endgame is like, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's fun. I mean. Right. Did you watch uh, Moon Knight? I, you know, the, I I did. I watched the first, like, f- maybe four episodes. And then I got so lost, I was like, I got to go back and rewatch it. I watched the but, whole thing, but. <sighs> the first episode was really good. I was a huge fan of the comic book. I had, I was oh, really? like, man, if this takes off, it'll be great. I'm probably the only one that has these damn comic books. You may be. I'd never even heard of it, actually. But then, uh, I don't know. Then, the, like, that's how he kind of was in the comic but then, like, the third episode, I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Like, I can't even follow it. Yeah. Well, I will say Oscar Isaac is absolutely fabulous, like, fantastic. Like, yeah. great acting. Second to none. I, he's great. I've seen him in so many, like, he's in, he's one of those guys uh, that take on a role, like, uh, I mean, you might think Russell Crowe's a douchebag, but I, I always bring him up in this respect because... Man, he that's a guy that completely changes mm-hmm. his physical nature, like everything about him to become that character, and that's really amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've he seen did him a... in, in the Go ahead. I've seen him in, in several films and you know, like especially, you know, the latest three Star Wars movies he was in that and Yeah, he's great. Um I've seen him as the villain in, in movies. Mm-hmm. He's a really good actor. Yeah, he's he uh, yeah. I think he did a really, really good job. Ethan Hawke, absolutely fantastic in that role. I really enjoyed him. But the entire show, like with all the Egyptian gods and all this stuff, just, I just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I don't, it just seemed to go on and on. So <laughs> I'm kind of uh, medium on that one. It's not my favorite. Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way you are after Endgame. And maybe everything's it been, like, it's been okay. It's not, I will watch it. I enjoy yeah. watching it, but it's not like, it's not like Iron Man or Iron Man two, Iron Man two, Kevin's favorite movie or some of those things or like Ragnarok, Snow or, Thor, Ragnarok or Guardians right. or, you know, those, right. those movies are maybe just we'll really see fun. What'll happen when the next Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. You know? either, yeah, the next Thor coming out this summer, the which next is another Takawatiti. I'm looking forward to that because he does a good job. So but yeah, I mean, my kids went to see that uh, Nine Rings movie, the, mm-hmm. the Chinese one, and uh, they said it was fantastic. And I watched that, and I was like, "Yeah, it's okay. It was you know, pretty it was good. good. I, again, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I mean, it's not right. great, but it's fun, and I enjoyed it, and I liked watching it." But those, you know, it's those okay. are the movies I call like your typical Saturday night movie. Like, yeah, if it's on the TV and I'm surfing through, I'll sit there and watch it. But right. I don't know that I would pay money again to go watch it. Not like Actually, a I don't think I paid movie. the first time for that when I waited till it come out on Disney. But still, oh yeah. So we just derailed the whole podcast, but I don't yeah, care. That's okay. No, who's gonna could, stop us? No one's here. We could, nobody's here. Yeah, we could talk about motorcycles next if you want. 
Sure. What do you want to talk about? All I know is about dirt bikes. I, I don't get on the road with no, these No, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I actually don't know anything about motorcycles. There's the last motorcycle I had was like 20 years ago. There's enough RC podcasts and helicopter podcasts that talk about motorcycles now, so we don't have to worry about that. Somebody else has got us covered. <laughs> All right, let's let's move it on to news and announcements, All right. dude. News and announcements. announcements. All right, you're going to do everything? No, okay. I'm going to do news and announcements. You're going to do uh, and. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, we I only have one thing, unfortunately, and that is a brain to slash icon to new firmware and windows mm. and Android and all that stuff apps. This come out. Let's see. Where are we? We're up to 3.4.059. Come out okay. on the eleventh of May. Uh, they added the uh, decoding the new Platinum V five protocol, or I guess they added the Platinum V five Hobby Wing protocol for the telemetry and stuff. So that's important if you're flying a a, a Platinum V five hundred fifty amp Hobby Wing. So that's cool. They added some diagnostic stuff for the YG, Contronic, Scorpion, Platinum V5 errors, where it says ESC low voltage protection, ESC overcurrent protection, ESC over temperature protection. I guess that's uh, an alert that'll come up in your log to make it easier to diagnose stuff. And then just a bunch of other random stuff and updates. So maybe check into that if you fly brain or icon. I kind of like okay. to throw these out here because if you're like me and you use integration with a radio like Jetty or Spectrum or some of the others, you may not even know there's an update unless you happen to be online or see it somewhere. Because I never really? plug mine into a computer, so I never know. There might be an update that you want to check out. So cool. check it out if that interests you. Look who we have here. Who do we have? And that's how you sleep into a podcast. All right. Wow. Where have you been? We're about to wrap the show up. Dude. We were convinced <laughs> that you you quit the podcast because I made fun of you. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm quite I... relieved, quite frankly. After like what eighty episodes, I still haven't quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. No, I I got home, went to take a short nap before the podcast because today was just it was busy, and did not even hear my alarm; just blew right through it. So, okay. All right. So, Ian, do you have? Are you ready for your tech tip? We're right here. The segment. Yeah, we can oh, back up just we? a little bit if you got a tech tip for us. No, no, we actually moved on to news announcements. Oh, man. So if you want to save it, you can save it. Or you can... Yeah, I'll go ahead and save it. All right, you can keep what's in the box or take what's behind <laughs> door number one. Or you can sell what's in the box for door number two or door number three. Ah, we'll go on. <laughs> All right. All right, so what's next for you in the hobby, Andy? What's next for me... Um, hmm, 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 hmm. 
I don't want to be a Steve Shaw and say I'm going to finish this heli. So I'm just going to say I might possibly work on my V2. I really, really, really need to get outside and do some flying before I forget how, which I may have already forgotten <laughs> how. Damn, but dude. Uh, I'm starting planting beans, soybeans tomorrow. So I can't say whether I'll do much RC. I've been very wrapped up with the farm stuff the last, well, couple months, really. So kind of got to do that, but eh, I'm halfway done with the spring stuff. I'd say a couple more weeks I'll, I'll be getting finished up probably. So I'm going to say, all that to say, what's next for me in the hobby? Probably nothing. But maybe wow. something. But maybe something. Okay. Or maybe nothing. Ugh. Or, or, or maybe something. <laughs> all right, dude. What, what about you, Kevin? What's next for you? Well, you brought up the firmware upgrade and made me think of uh, integration between my V, my V Control Classic and my um, my ESCs, my Hobbywing ESCs that I have. Yeah, and I got to look into that because both of my my um, V bar things that do the the telemetry. I forget what the hell they even called now. They're in play. They're in line with the batteries, and everybody's probably yelling at their radio or, or yelling the at me right now. Sensor that you hook in. Yeah. Um, UI sensor. UI sensor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That that's like not working on either model now for some reason, and uh, or it, I get to, I get partial telemetry on one of them, and one of them is completely dead. So I want to see if I can do that with the classic. And I've I've said it before that. I've I've heard it can be done, but I don't have the V Touch, uh, which I yeah. know it can be done in that. But it seems like making that cable up is pretty easy, and I'll, I'll just have to see if I can update maybe the ESC on one of the models and and try it out. Yeah, yeah, that'd be but cool. This, this weekend in general, though, is going to be up in the air for me. Um, recently, found out that I got a hole in my radiator in the Jeep, so I got to I got to replace that bad boy. I got that coming. That should be here tomorrow, and that doesn't seem like it's going to be completely you know ridiculous to do but these you know last one i did was on a 1990 toyota so that was like four bolts and it came out like this won't be that easy i'm sure no it's not gonna be that easy but jeeps you know made to take apart it it won't be as easy what'd you say as a 19 what 1990 toyota yeah it won't be as easy as a 1990 toyota but i bet you it'll be easier than a 2022 toyota yeah, I imagine that Jeep's pretty simple up in the front there. Yeah, I mean I can pull the entire grill off. Yeah, I've already had the one top cover off because while I was looking for the for the leak uh, this weekend, um, mm-hmm. I was like kind of glad it was north of the equator a little bit, you know, as far as being past the engine and the water pump and all that. And I'm like, okay, it's leaking out of the bottom here. Yeah, and uh, my overflow was full, but yet the radiator was like going like leaking. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so there's no, it's leaking out. There's no pressure to suck anything right. back out of the I was going to say, overflow. with the leak, it stuck, can't suck that out. Well, I can right. just give you some chewing gum you could stuck in there. I'd probably fix yeah. it. I could, car, I could put, pour that bars leak in and completely screw up my motor. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't, I don't want to no. do that. When when it's a hundred bucks for for a radiator, I'm like, I just get it. No, I know. I'm just teasing. So I'm yeah. gonna be doing that one of these days this weekend. Hopefully, I can okay. get that all done and wrapped up, and then get to the field and maybe get some more flying in. Yeah. But the wife is coming in on next Tuesday, so I probably won't be doing the podcast. I'm not sure. I got to see what time she's flying in because I might be able to do it and just leave like around 10 or so okay. to go get her. But we'll see, man. Yeah, I was going to say with that radiator, I well, I noticed with even my Jeep, a lot of stuff with that kind of looked intimidating. It's like, I think it took me like an hour to switch out the water pump when I had to, when I had to, you know, when the water pump went out in the Jeep, it, it didn't really take much at all to do it, even though it looked like it was going to be a pain in the ass. But even when doing that, I think like the worst part of it was, is, you know, getting the fan off because it was on there good. But otherwise it was like smooth sailing. So I. Yeah. And I, I don't mind doing that kind of stuff because the, the Jeep's paid for, you know, so it's like, well, I'm not paying any payments. I'm not paying 300 bucks a month in car payment and. You know, I know that people pay a lot more than that, but I'm I, like, I, all right. So. I would suggest you start on it early Saturday morning so that you have time to go to the auto parts store when you break something or right, right. <laughs> the bolt breaks or whatever. I can, I can literally <laughs> Don't start till to like the... Sunday afternoon to start on it. No, no, no. No way. No, I got to get this done. <laughs> you might actually start up... Friday night, honestly. I got to pick up her Hurricane Joanne next Tuesday, so yeah, um, I got to get this done, man. Because no matter how simple the job is, you're only one broken bolt away from a freaking nightmare. Yeah, that's the truth. Strip threads, yeah. whatever. So, what are you going to be doing, Ian? Uh, me, um, gonna be uh, working like crazy. Don't you then, say um, Discord? I'm always on Discord. <laughs> But, but yeah, Discord. Um, I'm going to try to get some wrenching done. Um, and it's like I've, I've got an ESC for my uh, for my 420, so I'm going to try to get that operational. Uh, I'm going to try to do that Friday while I'm on Discord because yeah, I bought two of the, uh, the Hobbywing uh, 100 amp ESCs, and I had nothing but problems with them, but... I ended really? up getting one from Steve, and gonna see if I can get that, you know, get that one going. I don't know if they were, if I hooked it up wrong when it came to the the, the two that I got, or so what's you, going on. You had on. the old V three one hundred amps. Yeah, I had a couple of those. I never had any problems. So I think they yeah, were pretty I, I don't know if I if I did something wrong or whatever. I know one of them got like stupid hot. You know, just, you know, as I plugged it in on the bench, like touching it, I burned yeah, the shit out of my good. hand. Yeah. Did you buy them new or? Uh, no, I got those used. Oh, maybe they were damaged or something. I'm thinking one of them was damaged and the other one I probably hooked it up wrong. I don't know. I, you know, I had one of them working, but it wasn't working properly. So I, I don't know. But Steve went ahead and sent me one and, uh, we're going to try and get that going because I've got uh, uh, the fun fly up in uh, Nebraska here in two weeks. So okay. it's like, you know, rotors over the corn. So going to go up there and have a good time. Um, 
So I'm just trying to get everything up and ready. I know next week, probably uh, just before uh, next week's recording, I'll be doing a parts order so I can get some, you know, get some stuff going. And on top of I, I need like glow plugs, um, blades for the black nitro and stuff like that. So I'm going to do a decently sized order and get everything I need. I do intend to bring at least three or four birds up there. Um the the nitro 580 won't be ready by the time that that event comes around but so it's like eh. so i still also have to get some fuel and stuff like that so i've only got like about a gallon worth of fuel and i'll be taking like two nitros up there see this is what i like about ian he doesn't he's not promising the world he lays it out it's not gonna be ready not (laughs) you'll see it it'll be ready practically running right now you'll see it when it's finished yep yeah nice dude nebraska is uh i've been to nebraska one time man i was stationed in the army in kansas and my sergeant in charge his family was from nebraska and we went up there for thanksgiving or one of the holidays and i was like this is like being in real america i was like holy cow this is like everybody was super nice the classic farmhouse, the table going from the dining room out into the living room. Like it was just, it was too, too cool, man. Yeah. And as it stands right now, I've only been to Nebraska once, but that's because I missed my turn to go to the council bus, you know, for the <laughs> rotors on the river. Cause the I, I end up in a different state. Like a, well, it's like, it's like you needed to be in this line. They had just got done changing up the whole interchange right there. And I, I was listening to the GPS, which they hadn't updated since putting in the the interchange. So it's just like, fuck, you know, just going all the way into uh, Omaha, which, you know, in order to turn around, I had to like get off at the exit, you know, to go to the Omaha Zoo. So it's like, I know where that's at because you can't miss a big ass aviary that you can see from like a mile away. Um, but yeah, it's like I just had to loop around turn go back the other way to find my exit so cool um which this year um rotors over the corn which you know in previous years it was uh rotors over the river um are they gonna it's actually taking place in uh waverly which is just outside of lincoln so and it's not much longer a drive i think it's like an extra 20 minutes i wonder if they have corn up in nebraska I bet they're just planning it right now. Probably. I think they might be like a month ahead of like what you would be doing. I don't know. Most of the Midwest is behind by a good bit right now due to weather. Mm, true. It's like tonight we're actually know. supposed to get a shitload if of If they storms. have corn, it's going to be really small corny and like this tall. <laughs> Grass baby clippings. corn. <laughs> the Chinese put in their food? The baby corn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Baby corns. All right, cool. I I took Kevin's words straight out of his mouth. Right out of my mouth. (laughs) Right. So we're going to do the wrap-up? Oh, no, we got listener pipeline, don't we? Yeah. Do we? No, we have no listener pipelines. What the hell, man? How dare you? How dare you, listeners? I know. It's kind of just boiled down to, like, one guy that calls us every week. But he didn't call this week, so I think Kevin must have made him mad or something. Well, he's retired now. He's, he's got, got all, he's got all to, his extra time. So he can't call. Yeah. Oh. 
He's wrenching. Kevin made him mad by snoring during his uh, practice flight, his F3C flight. <laughs> yeah. Even like that. <laughs> he All turned right, so around and was like, what'd you think of that? Kevin's like... <laughs> All right. So are we wrapping it up or Yeah, let's wrap it or up. Not? Wrap it up. I'm gonna do my I'm gonna hold uphold my end of the bargain and read Podbean. Just so I'm not behind. I thought you read Facebook comments. Oh, I wasn't gonna do that though. We don't know the Facebook likes because that's what Steve does and quite frankly I'm too lazy to look them up. So we'll save that for him. Maybe we'll have more likes next week. Do you want to go through the Facebook comments, Kevin, since we have like a whole lot of them? Yeah, sure. If I can figure out how to get there, I'll get there. All right, here we go. Did we do the one with this this meme from the about golf carts from Ian last week? I don't <laughs> think we did. Oh yeah, I don't think we did. No, I don't think but so I wanna, Okay, so it says, still no golf carts at Urcha. RC Heli guys take it to another level. Hashtag Muncie 500. And it's a picture of a car, like a four-door sedan in a sand trap on a golf course. And the text says, when your car identifies as a golf cart. But my question to Ian is, where did you get that there's no golf carts at Urcha this year? Because they they do have golf carts at Urcha. Oh, do they? Yeah. Like, did you look or ask anyone or... No, I just wanted to make it funny. Okay. And he's just stoking the You could the have fire. posed it as a question. Like, are there going to be RC golf carts at Urcha? All right, never mind. Go ahead. Well, Andy, is it going to be the same person? No, same different lady? vendor. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's good news. Yeah, that's really good news. So Kyle Spiegels said, I'm strongly considering bringing my golf cart to Urcha this year. Post a cell phone number, post a cell number, and have my wife be an Uber golf cart driver for donations for the week. Ooh, my yeah, wife is actually pretty excited about the idea. That's a pretty damn good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. You could definitely do that. If Last, I had a golf cart and a brain, I would have thought of that. But I have neither. I could give you a golf cart, but I don't think I can help your brain situation over there. So William J. Braun, no relation to the paper towel, he said, uh, Kyle Spiegels, that's a fantastic plan. I thought about doing that with my truck. Steve Yoon says, Kyle Spiegels, that's a great, that's a great idea. Uh, I'm sure folks would love it. Mm-hmm. It is a good idea. You can it definitely is a good do idea. that. I know they're going to have golf carts, but I have a feeling they're going to be more expensive. So you might not want to. Might be easier to give somebody five bucks to drive you from one end to the other than to rent yeah. one. All right. And the next meme I got here from uh, the meme Meister is uh, don't forget to join us on Discord. And there's a little how we fly on the sim and how we fly in real life. Nothing could be further from the truth. Fly on the scent, and the guy's doing 3D like a foot off the ground, and in real life, it's just a crash. And Jason Falcon said, So true, just like racing. If you ain't crashing, then you ain't racing. Or yep. used to say, Rubbin's racing. Mm-hmm. Tim Proven says, Crashing is what keeps this hobby going and manufacturers in business. Mm-hmm. No shit. 
Justin White said, not much craft crashing if I'm pure flipping the sim and tail in hovering in IRL mm-hmm. or IRL. Darren Beebe says, why is that? Mm-hmm. And uh, we have any more? My thing does not list them correctly. Oh. Uh, Lou Mazurek says, right. And William Anthony said, yep, so true. Mm-hmm. And on the last episode, Dan returns. So great talking to Dan K. Reed from RCHN. Um, we had a few comments. Jason Dutton said, love listening to Dan again. Married. Wow. Well done, son. Uh, Dan Balrigan said, Missed you today, Steve. Posted the video. Justin Wyatt said, with 13 episodes of RCHN less left, that he's going through listening. Uh, he yeah. said, this was awesome to hear. Nice. Uh, Sean White said, great episode. Dan, JR Parts and kits are available at www.dforce.net. And left D-Force. a link to that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, that's, that's cool. I didn't know they had kits, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually very awesome to see. I uh I took a look at the website too and they have a they've got a lot on the site. So definitely yeah, uh, we're checking out if you got an old uh, you know, JR sitting on the shelf collecting JR dust. Propo. It's like Yep. I think Steve Shaw has like a couple of these brand new in the box at home. So I'm sure he does. If you, if you need parts for that, go get them now before Steve gets wind of it and <laughs> buys and goes there, buys it all. Uh, uh, and the last one is uh, from Dan Balrigan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, but uh, great tip on this one. My friend in quotes would like to know more about head speed next time, like how to program it, gear it, and gear for it and shit his 700 raw has been rebuilt using switch nine uh, 693s hobby wing 130 x nova 425 530 kv 12s hrb 4000s and uh 21 motor pulley 21 tooth motor pulley maximum rpm at 1675 like i said asking for a friend Dan, I would suggest you go listen to our episode about gearing. But I don't well, know what number my that gears. was. Yeah, grinds my gears. We go over all that, exactly how to calculate that. Or send me a message and I'll help you figure it out if you'd like. <laughs> Why is that funny, Kevin? I'm trying to help someone out. You're over there snickering. I'm going to smack you through this internet. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> what are you, you trying to make me quit now? You're gonna get on my case? No, never. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I'll walk away from this microphone right now. <laughs> All right. So I'm going through my glove box. You know, just I don't know, looking for I don't know what didn't know what I was looking for, a sharpie or something. I was gonna draw on Steve Shaw's head while he was at the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I found this RC Heli nice. Hooligan sticker and I posted a picture of it, which nobody commented on. And then Ian started stirring the shit or shoveling the shit or whatever you want to call it by posting a picture of like a dustpan and the proper way to heli 
the proper way to handle each episode of the Hellyhead show. Uh, it's like he's scooping up trash. Yeah. It'd been better yeah. if he was throwing that in a trash can. That'd, that'd have been better. But yeah, that still works. <laughs> Darren Ankeny said shots fired. Uh, Chance Lavin said savage LMAO. Daniel Turek said, what a shit show, huh? And uh, Chance said, we love it. Scott Graham said, oh, my God. Or OMG. Eric Shu said, dang. I said, oh, damn. Angelo Almasari said, Dem's fighting words. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Daniel Turek said, ha, ha, ha. Ian be fighting by himself and still wonders why he's losing. I don't know. Maybe he needs to find the correct tool. Oh. Uh, stay tuned for the next tech tip. <laughs> um, Daniel Turek also said, LOL, one man's trash, and trash is another man's gold. Gold. Sorry, geez, I can't talk anymore. Or read, apparently. Or read, or both. I'm better off the cuff. Uh, Ian Joel said, Dan, I don't know. You may have to consult your doctor and get some sunburn cream because that's going to sting for a bit. And Dan said, you haven't learned anything about us, have you? Ian said, I'm not sure. What did I miss? And Dan said, apparently a lot. <laughs> ah, geez. I'm surprised Kevin. We McGrady got no comments on, on your cool-ass sticker. We got 16 huh. comments about this dumb meme. Right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's just it. You know, you don't know who your governor is, but you know who's saying... Hit me, baby, one more time. Um, Carrie Brooks on the next one, which is, uh, I don't know what what is that, Ian? Pumping shit out of a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I Runs, I believe that's uh, Andy it, pumping it, shit out of a trailer. It's a trailer dumping uh, the the tank with a helihead sticker on it. Yeah. Oh, did you take that picture, Andy? I think Steve did, but yeah, somebody did. That was Urcha. Oh, okay. Alrighty then. I don't know, Brooks, where did you get this picture, Ian? And why did you post it? Uh, I, I did not give you my permission to me. post this picture. You must have legal written Take it down permission. now. Ah, damn. Right now. Okay. okay. Uh, all right, so Carrie Brooks said, wow. Uh, Gabriel Sandoval said, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Jake Ringer said... Jake Winger said they found a way to make biofuel. Question mark. Chance yeah, Lavin said, damn, the savagery never ends. Justin Mahoney with a Ron Burgundy. We are laughing. Bill Anthony says, is that a tech tip? And Scott Graham <laughs> said, LMAFO, Jesus. <laughs> uh, we're all ridiculous. You guys are ridiculous. No, you are too. You're part of the crowd. Uh, listen, I really like those those guys in their podcast. I don't listen to it as often as I should because I have a 20 minute think, commute. What do you think of my shirt, Kevin? Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even notice Hellyhead's Heli shirt. <laughs> it looks pretty shitty. But I'm bum. <laughs> All right. Um,. What the hell, man? <laughs> and then Ian posts a picture, a ridiculous picture of, I don't know what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to be looking at here? This is what 
nearly perfect CG looks like. No propping needed. Yeah. Uh, Ian, could you like could you take like a, a freaking golf club and clean that table off first before you take yeah, a freaking no picture? I'd be embarrassed cow, to post dude. a picture that, with that much shit power around. Actually- yeah, that was the only time that I was actually able to prop up the NX4 Look how many like pictures that. of this he has. He's really dude, proud of these like you upside know, down balancing well, tricks. I, I think it's it's a it's a good act, but you know when you post pictures like this, everybody's zooming in on those freaking those um I'm gonna choke my ex wife gloves you got on the table there. <laughs> the, the hey if the glove don't plant. fit. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's got some sort of like dream catcher in the background. What are you, some sort of mystic? Where uh, this is at the old house. Do you have an align? Is that what's upside down here? Um, the align and the NX4. Um, matter of fact, the first time I actually did that was the one where you see like uh, no, the, ans- dude, answer the question. Is there an what? align in this picture here? It, actually. On top, is that the NX4 or is that the Align? That's the NX4, isn't it? Uh, which one? On the old table that's like cover full oh, of shit? My God. Yeah, okay, now, now I got it. I see the NX4. But I yep. see a line. Oh, my God. Now I'm looking at this other picture. <laughs> with the China cabinet? With the turkey With the plates. China cabinet. The freaking, please keep the coffee cups off the credenza sign you got in the back there. Now it's on the floor. Mhm. Now it's. Yeah. Uh, did you just go around the neighborhood balancing this thing on? Yeah, on it looks like <laughs> it. Uh, I, I took a few pictures. Yeah. Oh, was that where you? Yeah. Oh, Look at you. this one where he's pointing at. He's so proud of himself. Oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome. So yeah, there's CG guys. Um, <sighs> matter of fact, um, after I switched up the ESE, I could never do that again with the 550X because I switched it up to a uh, uh, Castle 120, and after that, it was always slightly on the nose-heavy side. So, but that was with um, you know the stock motor that comes with like uh, the Dominators and uh, the Castle 120, and then I was using. Uh, Pulse 3000 milliamp packs. And then, of course, you know, running V-Bar Neo. So that, that was all I had into that machine, but it's just, you know, the matter of positioning my components inside of it that I was actually able to CG it out the way I wanted to. But with, with that bigger ESC, I got it, like, close, but it would never do that on the head ever again. The NX4, I could still do it. <clears throat> All right, cool. I'm still mesmerized by this picture. All right, well, while you're um, doing that, I'll read these comments. Go for it. Uh, Kevin McGrady's, they seem out of order. Uh, oh, Kevin McGrady said, glad Steve Young got you straight on your own tech tip. E.P. Watson writes guys could you start putting the timestamps of the tech tips in the show notes it would make it easier for me to skip past them and steve said i uh, can't really do that because we don't know when went to be until it's being edited and said use your podcast app to jump ahead 15 or 30 seconds 
And then E.P. Watson replied, thanks, Steve. I guess the only option is for Ian to actually know what he's talking about. So the tech tip is an actual tip, <laughs> not a painful and embarrassing experience for everyone. <laughs> Damn, that's harsh. Savage. Dude. I mean, well, I don't the, the, I don't disagree with him, but still. Well, in, in Ian's defense, the last tech tip he had was a complete joke because Cliff Lewis was busting his balls. But right? did Ian know that? Yeah. I think so. Oh, okay. The one about the fuel tubing. Yeah, oh, I thought you were talking one. about this one, the CG one. That was the last one, right? Yeah, the CG was the last one. But the fuel tubing, that one was a complete joke. Oh, it CG, was... right. All right, and and defending the entire podcast, if you're coming to Freefall RC for a ginormous, like, oh my God moment in this hobby, like as far as a tech tip, I don't think that's right either. No. I mean, I mean, listen to a few episodes. We're complete idiots. For the most well, part. Well, some of us are. I am. Ian is. Andy knows what he's talking about. Steve kind of knows what he's talking about. I just know. Don't think, fly into I yourself. I think we're all idiots, quite frankly. That type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're only hobbyists. I'm not a professional. By no means. <laughs> I'm only slightly enjoying this hobby, and it, that that feeling's dwindling every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, in our listener post, Chris Rybert posted up a video, an unboxing video, of the Nimbus 550. Yeah, it was good to see him go to our back page into... and check out that, or check out his YouTube channel. Yeah, Sweet. good to see it, Chris. Look at him sitting there with all those willy-nilly's planes on the walls behind him. Yep. That dude's a building maniac. He's the exact opposite of Steve Shaw. <laughs> he builds a shit. Build, he builds like half dozen balsa planes every winter. Seriously. Oh, my God. Steve is going to hate us after this episode. Eh. Maybe even more than he hates he us now. He hates me, so who cares? Right. We love you, Steve. What the hell, Andy? <laughs> uh, so messed up. All right. What's next? Website comments? I don't remember seeing any, but let me check while you right. do People of Podbean, Kevin. All right. People of Podbean. We had a few people start following us. Uh, N-I-G-E. I don't even know. One attempt that one and uh, Whippy Eight V started following us, and My Star Sixty liked episode three seventeen going the distance. Heliman liked episode three twenty one. Charge me up, and J W Cruz and Alan Jenkins, Terry Music K and Mike Welch all liked episode three twenty five. Dan returns. Nice, and that was it for the week. So thanks, guys. We did not have any website comments, emails, except a bunch of junk emails trying to get us to join services that we don't need. No, did you delete that one from Heliheads? Subscribe to our podcast? Did you delete that one? Yeah. All right, good. 
No, I, I hate when we get these emails. That you could tell it's like a form thing. It's like, I've been listening to your podcast, and I really dig what you're doing. I, I could help you make you know tons of money with sell advertisements. I'm like, you know, you've never even heard of our podcast. That like, probably goes out to everyone with a podcast. Right. So shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> That's all right. Ian, your next job as part of the crew is to respond to that email and tell them, shut up. Leave us alone. All righty. All right. Um, iTunes review, you ask? I don't think That's, we Do we have any iTunes review? We do not have any iTunes reviews. Oh, we don't? Well, I'm just going to reinforce Wait, maybe the last we do. one that we got. What's today? How about that? Wait, we... No, we don't. I forgot, what, I forgot what month much. it was. <laughs> Well, I was day. just gonna I was just gonna reinforce that we have another five star review from March that we probably read in March mm-hmm. from TGM six one eight entitled Great Job Guys. And he says, Y'all knock it out of the park each week and every episode. Keep up the good work. He clearly doesn't listen to every episode. Or he and I say just want to add, <laughs> suck it. Oh shit. Suck it, Elliot. Yeah, screw you guys. No, I love those guys. No, screw you guys. No. No. (laughs) They know. I can't say that to a bunch of guys. I would definitely take out to dinner and have, you know, enjoy myself, having a good time, which we've done several times. Would you take them out to dinner? There's like 30 of them now. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, it's like a rotating cast. I would take out. All right, so if it was my three favorite Heliheads guys, I would take out um, Scott Graham, Mike Sobey, and um, probably Kyle Stacy, Maynard. And Maynard. <laughs> yeah, I would take those guys out. That's like five guys. That's your so favorite my, Heliheads. My, my, feet, my five, four to five, yeah, my four <laughs> favorite <laughs> Heliheads. Those. <laughs> Oh shit! Are we about done with this train wreck? We're we're done. Okay. We're done. Oh, we're so done. <laughs> no, I love you, Dan. I love I love you, Kevin. Those, uh, those guys are great I love guys. All I'd... those guys, they're the best. Yeah, go check them out. Check them out. All right, you gonna read this whole thing, this outro, yeah. like Steve, super fast. How am I reading? Like Steve, maybe super Ian fast. should do it. Oh no, we don't have time he... for that. Yeah, <laughs> he's still half asleep. Ian just woke up. All right, so thank you, Mr. TMG or TGM, for that great iTunes review. And if you would like us to read your iTunes review, just drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read it on the next episode. You can email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com, freefallrc podcast. Check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Rybert. Rebert. We're on. We're on the flight test forums, I think. I haven't checked in like six months. Uh, Off the field, audio, video productions, other than flight test podcasts, free full RC podcast. And that's all all put there by Dave Hill, a.k.a. Hilda Flyer, who's been doing it for the last like three, four years. So thanks, Dave. Yeah, to be fair, we haven't checked. David might not even listen to the show anymore. Right. Uh, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. I see him posting he, things. He may have got mad at all Ian's tech tips. Quit. Yeah. He might have rage quit. 
rage, rage quit listening or he just... <laughs> he's like, yeah, fuck one of one of one of the many rage quit listeners. <laughs> you ri- you rip your earbuds out and throw your phone across the room. If Damn you're it. a rage rage quit listener, drop us an email and let us know. <laughs> we would love to hear that story. Oh shit. Yes. I threw my headphones out the window. <laughs> I got While so I mad driving, I threw my got, phone out of the so... car and now I don't have a phone. Yeah. So if you're tired of listening to us, you can listen to a bunch of other heli podcasts. Uh, the heli head podcast. Mm. I don't even want to, I don't want to hear from you guys. The <laughs> uh, maximum collective podcast, the telerotor podcast, skids up podcast. Wait, is uh telerotor and I are, are they archived now? I mean, they haven't come out with any new episodes. What the hell? Uh, I think they're grandfathered in for at least a year. We'll, we'll talk about them. Skids up, you can listen to, and you can hear the one and only Steve Shaw from like six to eight months ago yeah. talking about all the stuff he's going to have. Yeah, that was funny. For... All the things he said he's going to have done, he's he's still not done. He's I absolutely definitely going to have it done before spring fling. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> no, shit. Back then he was talking about winter bash. He's yeah. definitely, definitely going to have those in the air before winter bash. The gasser, yep. That was six months ago. Still Man. on his bench. Dude, Steve is going to drive by my house and shoot at me. That's how bad we've been ripping on him this show. We kind of have. Sorry, Steve. What the hell, man? Sorry. Sorry, Steve. We hope you take what this as hell, fuel man? to get into that hobby room and get some shit going. Get some shit going, man. <laughs> so you can also listen to Inverted Down Under, Houdini, RC Heli Podcast, RC Roundtable, RC After Hours. Park Flyer Podcast, RC Plane Lab, all things that fly. And if you've done, if that hasn't poisoned your ears bad enough, you can also watch Bill Ann on YouTube. Bill Ann, and he's all about helis and news and guitars. cooking and guitars, tanks. The one video is hysterical, though, on Facebook where he's sitting there playing his soul out. And the camera pans to the right, and there's Christy Amanti and I think Kyle Stacy. They're on their phones. They're not even listening. To it. I was like, "Oh man, poor Bill." Oh, Bill's the best. Bill is the best, and the worst. All right. So, thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks to all our listeners. Free our guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. in there what what was that what i had Ian the fader down something. so I, I don't know what you were saying uh, i was doing that whole thing from uh, sling blade oh man i didn't catch any of that i pulled the fader down on the sky so it doesn't mess up the music so whatever you said nobody heard it oh damn it sorry i didn't know you were doing a thing <laughs> doing a thing but you notice how we were doing good, we were hanging in, we were kind of maintaining altitude, and then, then Ian joined, and we started going freaking straight down <laughs> in true free-fall fashion. 
We started free falling. That's what I need, the sound effect of a free fall. The plane well, going it's down. The, it's the beginning of every show, man. Yeah, but I need one I can play on command. Oh. As soon as Ian starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's tech tip. <laughs> shit. Oh shit. Oh shit, you think really he's not he's mad about that? He didn't seem no. mad about it. No. I don't think you could get him to not show up, <laughs> honestly. Where the hell is he? I don't know, he may have left. I didn't want him to leave. I didn't want him to leave, I just wanted him to shut up. I really wonder where he is. Surely he couldn't have been this mad. Because he said at 228, any topic ideas for tonight, so. He could have been this mad, and don't call me Shirley. I said something today. My hand was hurting, and I was like, I'm getting that charcoal tunnel syndrome. And people were like, What? <laughs> I started laughing and nobody else was laughing at the office. I was like, I don't give a shit if anybody laughs. I'm cracking myself up. I don't care. <laughs> Charcoal tunnel syndrome. Maybe Ian is pissed, dude. Maybe you pissed him I off. I think finally. I might have. I mean, it's not like him to not show up. No. I would have thought. I would have put money on. I would have bet the house on anybody that could have made him quit. It would have been Steve and not you. No, I've been really mean to him. After Steve's track record? Well, yeah. I've been I really mean, mean to him, though. Jeff yeah, quit. Then I kind of quit. And then... <laughs> you quit? Then Nick quit. Then I quit. Then Fred quit. Then I quit. Then George quit. Then I quit twice. <laughs> what are you doing? Quit? We need to quit like when we get done on Tuesday night and then come back Monday night again. Well, yeah, all those times I'm, I don't show up, all those episodes I'm missing from, that was the week I quit and came back. <laughs> you just forgot to tell anyone that happened? Yeah. <laughs> Better be texting them saying, I'm really sorry. Didn't mean to upset your fragile disposition. <laughs> no, that bullshit apology is like... I'm really sorry what I said upset you. Right. <laughs> Not I'm, I'm sorry, really sorry for saying it. I'm sorry that it upset you. I'm really sorry that your feelings are so shallow that it upset you. <laughs> I'm really sorry you're such a pansy that I hurt really your feelings. <laughs> I'm really sorry your candy ass couldn't take what I said. As a joke. I know your feelings are hurt, but sometimes the truth hurts. Shit. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> Steve quit the show. Ian left the show. Just you and me, Kevin. Yeah. And I got to take medicine at 9 o'clock, so about 20 minutes from now, I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> <laughs>